side. I think you probably have the highest upside, but I think you've got to get better a little bit more. And I know your dreams are bigger than your desires. That is a little bit of a soundbite from a film called True North, a documentary series looking at the uh, the rise of basketball in Toronto. And, to, and, and with Raptor fever literally sweeping this uh, country, I think what's becoming clear is that the Raptors have awakened many. And um, I think it's opened a lot of eyes to the fact that Canada is actually a competitor, not just in hockey, but hey, we got basketball. And I suspect if... If this team wins a championship, and that could happen tonight, if there is in fact a God, uh, this country will be put on the map as a new player, not just in the NBA, but in Canada's future. And there's a documentary, you just heard a little tiny bit of it, the National Film Board has put together called True North, and it delves into the roots of basketball, how it has evolved essentially from communities across the GTA and in Toronto, and it looks at the future stars of the sport who very much, I think, will be drafted soon we'll be drafting our own like so many of our hockey stars from canadian cities ryan sudu is the director producer of this documentary series true north the inside rise of toronto basketball and he joins us now hi there hey how's it going is this just well well timed i mean you know you seem to be and and have kind of entered the fray at a time when we could not be more excited it's just kind of hit the ground at a very good time yeah, yeah. Um, well, the project actually came out um, close to a year ago, but uh, it's kind of it's kind of got a bit of a second life uh, with with the Raptors making making this run, and and I think just the the appetite for basketball, and you know, kind of what you were talking about before on the show with some of the callers. I just think the appetite for basketball in the city um, and in the country is just so big right now. So so the project's kind of getting a nice. Second wave with mm-hmm. uh, with a new audience who's you know the Raptors in the finals and, and they want to discover a bit more about the sport and the roots of it. And, yeah, um, you know this this project kind of celebrates the you know the the infancy of the game here and and how it evolved, which I think a lot of people might not really know that story. So I was proud. You know, one of the things I'm proud about of the project is we kind of get into you know how generational immigration really really shaped this this basketball community here and planted the seeds for for it today to thrive certainly i mean i can only speak to my experience and what it's been like but i mean some of the most interesting things i'm learning is about the teams and the players themselves and the stories and the backgrounds of who they are how they came to be whether it's Kawhi leonard and tragedy of losing his father but a lot of them had that tragedy and adversity um and yet i haven't been able to delve further back in into kind of where it started, where guys like uh, Navbatya kind of fell in love with the game and, and how it's kind of, it, it's inspired a whole new young generation. So how did this come about where you wanted to discover um, the sport itself and how it grew in Toronto and what what surprised you the most? Well, I mean, ba- basketball for me is very, you know, it's a very, pers- a very personal connection with it because I grew up uh, actually on the west coast of Canada and and kind when of, you I mean, guys had a team, the Grizzlies, yeah, oh. yeah I was out there. But before then, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little yeah. older than than being born in '95, '96. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, for me, coming from a mixed background that that wasn't this typical Canadiana winter sport family, you know, basketball was was this community um, and and this outlet that you know I gravitated towards because it was so it was so inclusive and diverse. And I think, you know, 
even more so in Toronto, I, I think that's true, where, you know, the game here in Toronto, from what I discovered from doing the project, is that, you know, with, with the wave of generational immigration in the 70s, a lot of people coming from the Caribbean, um, you know, speaking, you know, earlier you were speaking to the point that basketball is more accessible, is that, you know, newly landed immigrants come to Canada, basketball is this thing that they could take up that, you know, it's not hockey, which is a bit harder to infiltrate if you don't have the resources and kind of has a bit of, um, you know, um, an old tradition to it. So the game really was cultivated here um, by this grassroots community of, of, you know, people from the Caribbean and, and this community really over the years, you know, took care of each other and, and built it up and, you know, provided opportunity for young men and young women from the city to go to Division One schools in the States and eventually get drafted. So, you know, we kind of chart this story, which is really beautiful, how this, you know, community came from nothing, and now Canada has the most NBA players outside of the United States. Sure, yeah. Um, and, and I think the Raptors bit is a piece of that puzzle. I think what the Raptors do is that... Um, you know, they they get Tim Hortons, right? Like you were talking about mm-hmm. how Tim Hortons has a, a ad campaign now with NAB. And, and I think what the Raptors do, it it makes corporate Canada, it makes people who might not really consider basketball, now they consider it and they bring those opportunities um, to the rest of the basketball community where, you know, for me, I was lucky enough to get funding from the National Film Board and Red Bull, but maybe now it'd be right. easier to get that funding. There's going to be more opportunities for basketball. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's Tim Hortons or RBC or wherever, because they're, they're saying, okay, we've got to start, um, you know, looking into this and, and investing in it. But, you know, it's interesting because now, uh, you know, being the outsiders looking in, even if we win or don't win, I, I, I already think we've won because something really special, I think, has, has happened here. And I don't want any of my listeners to think that I'm all of a sudden, you know, hockey doesn't exist. Canada will always have and love hockey but the nice thing is we now have basketball and we're cultivating our own talent so it's not always going to be that we have to get these players from uh, the united states we're going to start developing our our own grades it just takes time yeah, well i mean there's there's a canadian kid on the raptors now chris boucher doesn't play much but um you know he's he's a really good young player and you know, in this year's upcoming draft, you have R.J. Barrett, who um, will probably be a top three pick. And, and there's a there's a handful of really talented Canadian players um, already in the NBA. And I think, you know, eventually, I hope in the next Olympics that, you know, Canada is going to medal. Like the, the talent's there. And I think that, you know, with, with more attention to the sport in Canada and, you know, the Raptors thing, this is going to help. But I think that, you know, there's always been talent in Toronto, and there's always been speckles of Canadian talent in the NBA, but I think it's just being celebrated more now, and I think more people are just kind of opening their eyes to it. Well, certainly, I mean, there's a story to tell. The story has not yet quite been written. We'll find out what happens uh, tonight and if we have to go into Game 7, but certainly uh, the story will continue, and I think more and more people will want to learn about the team and, and kind of delve back into the history and how it came to be. How do they um, see this series? It's a nine-part series, correct? Yeah, you could watch it on uh, the National Film Board's YouTube channel, or you could watch it on Red Bull TV. And also, 
this Saturday we'll be screening um, at the Luminato Festival in Toronto. It'll be four parts we'll be screening. Well, fun. The timing could not be better. And uh, obviously you knew something that no one else did when you produced this last year. And uh, <laughs> and it's uh, going to obviously get a lot of play. So thanks for joining us, Ryan. I really appreciate it. Here on Point on Global News Radio.